Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 nerdy podcast thanks for tuning in hope you enjoy the show and now sit back relax and get ready to nerd out with your hosts josh davis and tyler mcdaniel What's up, nerds and nerdettes, and hello, nurse! This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler, and this is 30 and Nerdy. We are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the Mac. And... Always great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, the Wren to my Stimpy, the Doug to my Skeeter, the Nightwing to my Batman, the Yakko to my Wacko, the Launchpad McQuack to my Darkwing Duck, Dr. Doom, I mean Dr. Davis himself. What's up, Doc? I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, that just brought a tear to my eye. Oh, it was beautiful. I'm you, baby. Uh, it's always great to be here with you. Of course. And for those of you listening, uh, again, thank you. Um, your subscriptions, your shares, your likes, uh, your listens, that they are greatly appreciated. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you can catch us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you cast your pod. And for our Patreon supporters, thank you so much from the deep dark bowels of our hearts because without you we do not get to nerd and it is a lot of fun so doc how you been great man just well great now um i was down with the sickness again already uh, a few days ago i had a viral infection i had a fever yeah i had a fever of like 101 for like two days it was terrible uh but i'm over it i'm good to go now um, I'm happy to be here. Yesterday we had uh, Emma's second birthday party. Second, two had years it, old. Had it at your pool. She her birthday is actually next Saturday, yeah. but uh, we different reasons we decided to you know do it a week early. Had it at the pool. Uh-huh. It was great. Lots of fun. Good. Good. Lots of uh, new Mickey and Minnie toys. That's and good. Only a few of them make noise, so I'm very <laughs> thankful. Um. I lost some uh, good dad points, though, 
I forgot to put her sunscreen on this little spot on her the back of her neck because I didn't realize that her little her little swimsuit I didn't realize what it did in the back and I didn't even look so Mm. I learned my lesson there because she got her first little sunburn she was not happy about it but she's good now it's totally fine it looks it looks a lot better she's uh you know before we started recording we spent some time she was showing us her new slide Mm -hmm. uh she's more of a trooper to sunburn at two than I am at 30 yeah I I am a terrible patient when it comes to sunburn. Oh, me too. Me too. I am a baby. <laughs> me too. But if I walk to the mailbox, I get sunburned. I mean, so. Yeah, she. It, at first, it was a big deal because, like, I don't understand why everything hurts every time I move. Why? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And she was crying really hard about it. It was so sad. But we gave her some Tylenol and we rubbed some stuff. Becky got some emergency an aloe, or, aloe or, something or another yeah. from the store and put on it. And it, you know, like right away, it went from red to like light pink so can't that's, be too bad yeah but i felt good. really bad for like oh yeah yeah several hours last night. um i still feel bad now but yeah she's okay so she's a trooper yeah um <clears throat> so last week we uh had a little fun breakdown of the umbrella academy netflix original series that was fun yeah uh very very good show mm-hmm. um season two i guess is filming currently i hope so um I know I heard rumor that they'd only do three because there's only three comics, okay. which I guess well, is good, means which means they're going to just go as long as source material. I heard is. that there was a rumored fourth one coming out. Fourth uh, hey. comic. I mean, he's proven to be a good writer, so yeah. why not? That was fun, though. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you missed out on that, you can check it out in the archives on our YouTube channel, 30 and Nerdy Podcast, uh, or, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts on your phone, laptop, wherever you listen. Uh, this week, though, we are very excited because we're going to take a little trip back in time to a, to to a better time, a simpler time, a much simpler time. We're going to be nerding in the nineties. Yeah, ah, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to break out our nostalgic uh, nerddoms and talk about cartoons and comics and video games and movies and just moments that really made the nineties better than. Than any generation. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest. I know every generation would say they have the better generation, but come on. I mean, the 90s were where it was at. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get through some of that after a word from our sponsor. All right. Thanks, Josh and Tyler. Hi, everyone. I'm Sawyer Stacy, and I'm playing the role of Alex the Lion in Encore Theatrical Company's upcoming production of Madagascar Jr. This is an exciting show full of fun, laughs, and music that will make you want to move it, move it. The show runs from September 6th through the 15th at the Inman Humanities Theater at Walter State Community College in Morristown, Tennessee. You can get your tickets by calling 423-318-8331 or by visiting Encore's website at etcplays.org. Don't miss out on the fun. We hope to see you at the theater, but until then... Relax, be cool, and chill out. Hey, all you nerds out there in Nerdland, this is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. 
Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. All right, dudes, now it's time for me to talk nerdy to you. I thought that since it's another generational moment, uh, it's the 90s, I wasn't going to do just another word again. I'm going to do like the top 10 most popular phrases from the entire decade of the 90s. Um, And I was actually shocked that there were a couple of these I I had never heard of before. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I'm just going to give you these top 10 common slang lingo from the 90s. Number one, let's dip. <laughs> and they're not talking about chips. No. Uh, this It just means let, let's get out of here. Yeah. And, I never, and, hey, bro. Hey, dude. Let's dip. I, I didn't say that one time in the 90s. Me not neither. once. Me neither. So. Two, all that in a bag of chips. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that one. I got that from Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Evil said that one too. Basically, it means the best and then some. Yeah. Uh, number three, as F. Immortalized by Alicia Silverstone in the movie Clueless, this phrase was slang for yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. As F. Like, as F. As F. <clears throat> number four, I'd never heard of this one. Bama. This was slang made popular in the North in the 90s, meaning redneck. Oh. Mm. No wonder we didn't know. Yeah, exactly. We were the Bamas they we were talking were the about. <laughs> they were talking about like, like that's so Bama. That's so redneck. I'm glad it's Bama, not Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, number five, dank. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a funny. <laughs> like Dankenstein. <laughs> dank Sinatra. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Dankin' beans. (laughs) Dankosaurus Rex. Dankosaurus Oh, my. Count Dankula. (laughs) That basically means excellent. Like, oh, man, did you catch that movie the other day? It was so dank, yo. I didn't use that word in the night. Not once. Because every time I hear the word dank, I think it smells bad. It's something that smells dank. Ugh. Number (laughs) six. (laughs) <laughs> Dank Williams Sr. <laughs> and Junior. And Junior. Oh, gosh. Uh, number six, Eat My Shorts. Eat My Shorts. Made popular by Bart Simpson. This is a colorful way of saying screw you. Don't. Don't. Number seven, Home Skillet. Yeah, boy. I use this one. Oh, I yeah, use me this too. One. I'll tell me you. My home Slice. Home Slice, Home Skillet. Um... Two of my friends growing up, Matt Grooms and Caleb Smith, they said skillet all the time. Home mm. skillet. Um, basically, if you call someone home skillet, they're your good friend. Yeah. You are you are close enough to call each other skillet. <laughs> That's a bond. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> Number eight, jack you up, which means beat the crap out of someone. Yeah. Um, I never used it. But People I, probably still say that, I would say. I'm jack them up. Well, when you say it, it doesn't sound the way I thought it would, so maybe not. I guess not. (laughs) Number nine, old school. Yeah. Uh, Old fashioned. That started in the 90s? It was made popular in the 90s, apparently. People definitely do say that now. They still say it now, but apparently our generation was the first to start using it as a old people. Victory! Uh, Right? Old school. Also, a funny movie with Will Ferrell in it. Mm hmm. 
Number 10, Yo Mama. Yo Mama. Yo Mama. No, Yo Mama. No, Yo Mama. Okay. Okay, my mama. (laughs) The ultimate comeback in the 90s. Anybody could say anything like, Hey, I heard Tyler got an F on his report card. And all I'd have to do is go, Well, Yo Mama. Oh. That's true. It fixed everything. Don't get much worse than that. The comeback I use at school when my kids want to, you know, try to get get sassy with me, I'll say, your face. Your face. And they all go, <gasps> like it's the greatest thing they've ever heard. It's your so easy. Face. It's so easy. I'm like, you know what? Talk, you, to, talk to the hand. Like, <laughs> Mr. Davis, are we going to be done soon? Because I'm really ready for lunch. Your mom's ready for lunch. Oh... Your face is ready for your lunch. Your face is talk to the hand. See, your face is ready for lunch. Just sounds so well, much nicer. Of course it is, because you, so, it you sounds like I'm insinuating that you know your They're mom's hungry. always ready for lunch. Yeah, it sounds really bad. I should never say that. No, but I haven't. I only say I only say your face. Rules and regulations, man. Yeah. So I think that you know we're a much more polite generation Absolutely. now. Absolutely, we really are. You know, your face. Your face is a lot. More polite than your mama. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make um, here. I think my favorite out of all of those is dank. <laughs> Hickory dickory dank. Oh my goodness. <laughs> enough uh, enough of you. Be gone. Alright, so those are your ten uh, famous phrases from the 90s. Let's dip all that in a bag of chips as if Bama dank Eat my shorts, home skillet, jack you up, old school, and yo mama. And now, we're going to move on to one of Josh's biggest favorite things that we ever do. And that is, What You Watching? So Josh, what you watching? So my recommendation this week is the Rocco's Modern Life uh, uh, special that they just put on Netflix. Yeah, bring him back to the show. Um, I watched it. And I enjoyed it. If you were a fan of the show uh, back in the day, I think you'll enjoy it as well. It's pretty much looks the same, same vibe, same everything, same voice cast. As far as I know, everybody came back. Um, There's, you know, like 90s Nickelodeon sometimes was a little bit raunchy, as much as you can be for like G-rated stuff. But it was mostly over our head. (sighs) Yeah, but I mean like there was just like, I just remember in Rocky, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, sorry, there was all kinds of like nasty stuff. Like they would pull out belly button lint and like oh, yeah. slime and ooze yeah. and stuff like that, boogers yeah. and all that. So there was a lot of that, and I just associate a lot of like nineties looking old. Good night in the morning. I'm just getting so excited about the nineties. I can't even speak today. Um, that wasn't very dank. <laughs> you're right. Your face isn't very dank. Aww. So. Um, uh, yeah, same feel. Uh, I, what I was saying was I associate a lot of that nasty stuff with 90s Nickelodeon, like belly button lint and... Well, thanks to 90s cartoons, stuff. I legitimately thought that anything that stunk had green waves yeah, floating above exactly. it. Like, oh, I'd be able to know if something stunk because it looks like exactly. green waves. <laughs> That's that, that type of stuff. That was so yeah. 90s Nickelodeon. So there's a lot of that in this. And um, there's a couple of things that... In the story, I don't want to spoil anything, really surprised me with the direction that they went. Um, definitely 
would not have flown in the 90s. But I think that's the point. Like, this is meant for people like us who grew up watching the show. Um, But with with some of the progressive stuff from today. Yes. Um, I I would go as far as to say I was a bit shocked that they did some of the things that they did. I didn't have a problem with it. It was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. So if you're a 90s kid and you loved Rocco's Modern Life, check this out. Absolutely. How about you? Uh, well, I started to go back and watch some old reruns of the Batman animated series on the DC streaming service, um, and that show still holds up. Like it is still For just sure. a fantastic show. Uh, Conroy's voice, the stories they tell, the characters they bring in, uh, the animation—it uh, just—it still holds up as a fantastic show, uh, even if it was a cartoon or not a cartoon. Um, I also kind of went back and watched some old Animaniac stuff. Because I, lo- I loved the Zany to the max. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Titans Season 2 dropped. Um, and yeah. this this one they are doing episodically. Yeah. So it's not yeah. all dropped. The whole season hasn't dropped. They're doing it once a week. Oh, no. <laughs> and now I'm sitting there like, I just said, when we were talking about Stranger Things, I was like, I think they should go back to doing that. And then I was, when I realized what they were doing, I was like, no! I want the whole season! <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot less to keep up with. Like, there's a lot less pressure to finish quickly. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about this in just a minute anyway. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. <laughs> I I think I'm for it, to be I honest with you. I liked it, though. But, like, at first I was like, no, I want to see the whole season. But afterwards, the anticipation that I realized I had for next week, I was like, no, I miss this. I miss having that anticipation. Exactly. Um, we're spoiled. Yeah, we have become spoiled with the streaming the streaming services. Um, but yeah, I definitely would recommend, if you have not seen Titan Season 1, go ahead and that season is still on. You can binge that and start uh, Titan Season 2. Uh, and if you get a chance, go back and watch some of these old 90s cartoons. Um, like Batman the Animated Series, Animaniacs, Freakazoid, stuff like that. Uh, especially if you didn't grow up in the 90s and see some of the stuff we grew up to. Oh yeah, it um, holds up for the most yeah, part. absolutely. So... Uh, why don't we get into some news? Sounds good. All right. All right. A little bit of news. Um, and this one is, was a big one that dropped early this week. Um, Netflix, uh, which is the very popular streaming service that started, kind of started it all mm-hmm. uh, for us is abandoning their binge model on some of its programming. They will move to a weekly release on some of their programs, beginning with The Great British Baking Show and Rhythm and Flow. This may progress to their original programming, such as Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things. Or they may attempt to batch release method, which was made popular by Hulu, uh, releasing a few episodes each week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that they are... Why do you think they're doing this? Like, why now? I don't. I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I I think they actually do that with a few of their shows already. Like, I think Chelsea Handler or somebody has a show weekly. There's that show, The Patriot Act. That's mm-hmm. a weekly thing. Um, they have certain things that are similar to that. But I think that if they do go as far as to make like Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things and all that a weekly thing. Um, yeah, you're gonna have a lot of people that are gonna, you know, be upset because they have tradition of binging, binging. it, you know, yeah. 
But for me personally, I'm going to prefer it because as busy as I am and, and as hard as it is to hold my attention, absolutely. you know, one episode at a time is going to be good for me. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty smart, uh, especially with uh, HBO Max and Disney Plus mm-hmm. being the big streaming well, you I, know, titans that are coming. It also makes sense. Like, if you've got a 10-episode se- uh, season, you know, that's more than one month for a free trial. Mm-hmm. You know, your free trial runs out. You want to see what happens on this show you've been following. Yeah. Oh, I'm going so to have to buy it. I'm going to have to buy my account for at least the next month yeah. and a half to finish the show. Yeah. So absolutely, it is smart. It's very smart. Uh, absolutely. Um, some of the cast of Saved by the Bell were together at a fan expo in Canada. When asked about a reunion of some sort, they said it was absolutely been in talks, but we have all not agreed on a script yet. But we do agree it should not be a reboot but more of what they have done with Fuller House and Karate Kid. Um, you know, Saved by the Bell was more like, what, late 80s and went into the 90s? Yeah, it was uh, not And I really... loved the show. I it, did. It was never something I got really big yeah. into. Um, so I loved the show. I loved some of the characters. I loved the entrance song. Um, You know, I, I, I bash a lot of things that reboot or come back or stuff like that um but if they were to ha- i didn't hate fuller house coming back and the way they did it yeah i only um, watched like the first yeah. or second season uh, and i really loved cobra kai mm. it was really good yeah i heard it was um, good and i think if you're going to bring back some of these stars to reprise their roles i definitely would agree with don't reboot it and possibly make them you know just not in it mm-hmm uh, don't bring the title Saved by the Bell back with a whole new modern kids. You know, do what they've done with Fuller House. Maybe Zach's teaching Jim or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, that I could get on board with more. Did you ever see uh, Girl Meets World? It was awful. Really? It was terrible. I liked it. I didn't like it. Oh, I did. It because just, it did not have the same feel to me. Corey became the new Mr. Feeney, pretty much. I understand. I didn't. It was great. I liked the moments with the parents because I grew up watching them grow up. Mm-hmm. And it just still didn't have the same feel. Well, you know, buddy, they put this show on the Disney Channel and not like ABC for a reason. It was meant for like kids. <clears throat> yes. So. It's very true. Not for us. No, not for us. Um, on to some more news. In a red carpet event of It 2, Finn Wolfhard. Uh, was asked about the third installment of Ghostbusters that he is in. His words were, I'm really excited. It's genuinely a beautiful film. It's faithful, and I'm very excited for the people to see it. Ghostbusters 3 will open July 10th, 2020. And the, a bunch of the original cast, like Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd, have said, we are coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of this comes off the the epic fail that was the reboot. Yeah. And I felt bad for those women because I don't think they did it as a pushing an agenda, mm-hmm. but a lot of what you call the trolls mm-hmm. saw it that way. You know, pushing the agenda of including... Full disclosure, I never saw it. Well, I, I mean, I, I saw it, it, and it was it was typical Whig and McCarthy comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the comedy didn't hold up like the old Ghostbusters. They modernized the comedy. They modernized the action. And I think what made Ghostbusters great wasn't just that it was those comedians. It was some of that stuff that they were able to pull off in that movie shouldn't have been done. I think... For that time. There wasn't really as much fan service as there should have been, I guess, no. is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Um, which is why when Finn here talks about it and he says that it's faithful... I think you know, there'll be a lot more. That, there'll be a lot more fan service. Absolutely. So, I think the I only... Hope. The biggest fan service that I caught on to in the reboot was Marshmallow showed up. Uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man showed up. And he was all blistered on one side and Slimer was shown. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I was like, this just doesn't... I don't want to hate it because I love the the women that were in it. Yeah, they're uh, all very well respected. They're very well respected, very talented, very comedic. And I love in everything they do. It just... It didn't hit with me. Uh, so hopefully... You know, we'll get that third installment that we've been dreaming for. Uh, up next, sadly, Emmy Award-winning cartoon writer Gordon Bresick has passed away at the age of 68. He was a lead writer on some of our 90s favorites, including The Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toot Adventures, and The Smurfs. Oh, sad. Uh, very sad. Um, and up next, as of now, the door has been closed. On Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah, that's what I hear. You want to ask me how I feel about it? Uh, how do you feel? That about sums it up. Uh, wow. But I also kind of feel like about it and uh, also... But uh, some of those words I can't say on, on our <laughs> podcast. So we'll just leave it at uh, that. Okay. Then I will I will move on. Uh, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. But whatever. We'll make it. Keep your we'll, head We'll up. make it through somehow. Uh, uh, up next, we got this covered. Who were the first to break the news of Ewan McGregor's return? Robert Pattinson's casting as Batman and Black Widow's solo film have talked with some MCU writers about the Defenders. MCU is keen on bringing them back into the MCU in the future, but cannot touch them until Netflix's lease is up on the characters in June of 2021. So basically, they'll reboot them. They'll reboot them. Yeah. And that sucks because I really loved... Uh, Birth Nall as the Punisher. I loved Charlie as Daredevil. Me too. I mean, it just it sucks for him. And it sucks that I believe that we are starting to see more and more, especially with what's come out about Sony and MCU. Yeah. Netflix's lease. Ooh. Netflix's lease on these characters that there's so much red tape just to give us the entertainment and enjoyment that we, we crave. Yeah. And a lot of that red tape starting to come to light. And it makes you wonder if that's going to start changing some things. Like, look, you're going to have to loosen your reins on some of these things. Like, back in the 90s, we you didn't hear about a lot of this red tape. I think that this is more of a 2000s, past couple of years thing because of... And I don't want to go into too much of a, of, of a rant. The growth of corporations. I think that the red tape gets thicker, the bigger corporations get. And the more money starts flowing. So... I mean, Netflix has a lease on characters they're not they're not even using, and they can't let them go till 20... That's bullcrap. Let them be where they need to be. Well, if they feel like there's still profit to be made in those shows that they have, then... That they pulled? You know, it makes I mean, sense. They pulled them out of Netflix. They pulled every Defender show. 
is no longer on Netflix. Netflix pulled every bit of their Marvel stuff. Well, I mean, there's... But they also won't give them away. You know, there's some red tape we don't see, like, that's caught up in contracts yeah. and all that stuff that makes no sense that we don't know about, you know, or understand or whatever. But, yeah, it seems pretty silly. It's ridiculous. Final piece of news. Speaking of the 90s, they say that the greats always come back around. And, we, I mean, we've seen it with Full House, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, and all that. Invader Zim. Invader Zim is back. Uh, now we see, see a return of one of my favorites of, of all time. Two of my favorites, really, um, in the 90s. Are You Afraid of the Dark is coming back with special showings of three one-hour news stories and a new Midnight Society telling those stories. Ben from the new It movie, uh, the younger version of Ben from the first It, uh, has been cast in it, along with some other new faces in Hollywood. Uh, but that's not the thing I'm most excited about. Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. That's right. The terror that flaps in the night. The weed whacker in the garden of evil. At a D23 panel, it was confirmed that in new episodes of DuckTales, woo, that Darkwing will be making some appearances. And also, in future episodes, it was somewhat slipped that another marvelous superhero duck may be appearing in Duckburg. Yeah, um, I believe Kevin Smith is involved in that. He is. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Uh, I believe he will be done right. And we've seen Howard, you know, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, to both... Uh, installments had somehow shown Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he was, even in those little tidbits, he was already done leaps and bounds better yeah. than that late Seth 80s, Green, early 90s. Seth Green yeah, did the voice. Seth Green did the perfect voice. choice. Yeah, which is fantastic. Um, and with Kevin Smith involved, I'm, he's going to do wonders. But you know why? Because he's a nerd. Mm-hmm. He's a fan yeah. of the source material. And, and we constantly say on this show that if you are a fan of the source material, it is hard not to trust you because we know you are going to do it justice. Right. Um, and uh, that's about all I got today for the news, and that is your nerd news. So I'm still uh, pretty full from that uh, lunch we had the other day. Oh, I'm stuffed. I'm telling you. Uh for those of you who don't know, we, we have to get together and we pre-game this plan, this whole episode, week in and week out. And we sit down together and we have we have a meal. Mm-hmm. And we get our notes together and we plan the episodes out. And, and it's always at Akita. Every time. I mean, we could easily say, I feel like we could say another restaurant, like I'll meet you there. But for some reason, the force always takes us to Akita. It's destiny. We pull in and we're just like, wait, this isn't what we originally said. But, eh, we're here anyway, so let's go. We're on autopilot. And we never leave unhappy. Never. And never leave hungry. Oh, um, not a chance. You know, Akita is a family-owned restaurant, uh, and they're always so smiley and happy to take your order and and get refills. I mean, you can take one or two drinks, and they'll be like, you want a refill? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they're they're very they're very timely. Um, it's quite a lot of a, por- a lot of portions. Mm-hmm. Um, a full plate. Full plate, and a very good price too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love I love getting to see Quan and 
and the staff there and sit down and talk nerd stuff with you about what we're going to do this week and still have a fantastic meal. What did you order? Um, I got the... I always, I always say I'm going to go in and try something different because they have different combinations that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. And I always wind up getting the chicken teriyaki, white rice, no vegetables. I get, you always you always like, no vegetables? Gosh. Yeah, that's true. You, you don't eat enough green stuff. But Could have got, got a V8. Of that. Oh. <laughs> Uh, they have uh, the shrimp and chicken combination mm-hmm. that you can get. I get that with uh, no broccoli, extra mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Do you feel like the mushrooms help you grow like Mario? Yes. So you, that's where my extra you, lives come from. Is that, what they, <laughs> is that where they come from? Yeah. So every time you eat, it's like... All thanks to Akita. I'm telling you. Akita Express is fantastic. 10 out of 10 would definitely recommend. Um, and if you have not tried Akita, give it a chance. They are at 3100 East Morse Boulevard, right here in Morristown, Tennessee. And when you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Hey, you know, we're too old to headbang like that, even if it's Power Rangers. I hurt my neck. (laughs) Got Got a crick now. So, what do you say we get into this thing? I think it's time that we... On the 90s. Oh, the 90s, baby. What a time. Ah, it really was a great time. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot has changed for nerds since our beloved decade has come and gone. Um, I mean, the term nerd alone has changed. Kind of used to be used for ridicule. Now it's used in a much less negative connotation. Uh, Back then, nerds were represented by Steve Urkel, Dexter in his laboratory, Screech from Saved by the Bell, and of course the annoying mouth breather who was always standing behind Helga Pataki and Hey Arnold. Wham! Mm. What used to be thick glasses, thin builds, squeaky voices, and the outside of society is now much less of a negative stereotype. In a world where Game of Thrones has changed everything, Cosplaying is cool, video game and comic book movies are king, and everyone wants to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Take me with you. Right? We nerds feel safer now more than ever. What used to be uber nerd is now hipster chic. For many, now nerd is a badge of pride. We now live in a world where nerds outnumber normals. That's what I... Normals, normies, whatever. Um... Nerddom in the 90s, uh, still t- and even still today, uh, it is associated with sci-fi, video games, comics, and fantasy, but we're fans of those things, uh, but I truly feel it's kind of changed from uh, what you love, uh, it's, it's, it's more of what you love than how you love it. Um, you don't have to be into computers and video games and science and chemistry uh, to be a nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really breaks down to what you have passion for. And, and a nerd can be anything that you may have passion for to a point where you can't be cool talking about it. Yeah. Like Supernatural. Yeah. Pops for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really can be any nerd. Theater nerd, comic book nerd, history nerd, video game nerd, or what have you. Nerds are everywhere. And we're taking over, man. <laughs> For instance, uh, the top five highest grossing films at the worldwide box office are as follows. Avengers Endgame, Avatar, 
Titanic, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Avengers Infinity War. Now, Josh, how many of those come from our nerd world? Hey, four out of five ain't bad. Four out of five ain't bad. And if you were to continue going through just the next top 20, 11 of the next 15 are from the nerd world. But I digress. It's just nice to know that the little little Tyler, when he was a shy little nerd in the 90s, would one day be a part of the masses. It truly has become Revenge of the Nerds. Ah, but enough of today's statistics. Let's nerd out about the 90s, brother. Ooh. I get Ooh. goosebumps I have the every go- time I, have the I hear pimples. that song. <laughs> oh, I loved that show. Man, that, the, you remember in the, like, the, when the song played at the beginning of the show, and, like, the dude's walking, it's R.L. Stein walking, walking down the street, and the pages fly out of his, yes. but there's a part where there's a dog laying on a porch, and he turns and looks at the camera, and his eyes turn green, it yeah. used to scare me to death when I was <laughs> The green ooze. Um, ah, Goosebumps was some of the best parts of the 90s because it really kind of carried on. You know, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark only lasted a few seasons. Mm-hmm. And Goosebumps kind of picked up that scary 90s vibe and was like, I'm going to run with this. I would venture to say, though, that Are You Afraid of the Dark might have been scarier than Goosebumps. It was actually scarier. Yeah. Like... There was one Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, and of course it was in a comic book shop, but there was a dadgum clown mm-hmm. with black blood or whatever dripping. And then also, there was the episode about the pool and the creature, the invisible creatures that drown people. <sighs> and they ended up being... We had just put in our pool <laughs> when, we first, when I first saw that, and I was like, I ain't swimming. Uh-oh. You're out of your mind if Uh-oh. I think I wouldn't I'm be getting caught in the water. Um... But there were so many things in the nineties that that elevated it to the the best decade. Let's talk about some of the other shows that we liked in the nineties. Uh, yes, absolutely. So we we talked about Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? What else do you remember as a nineties kid, little Tyler, getting off the school bus at the end of a long day? What do you remember about it? Um as far as T V goes. X Men the animated series. Oh yeah, me too. Batman. I watched it. Uh, and Batman, and Batman on my, that, all that stuff came on Fox, right? Yes. So I would I would go to my grandma's Fox house, forty three, and she had the bunny ears, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had to like make them a certain way, and sometimes Batman I couldn't see a thing, but oh. I could hear it really well, and I could yeah, see like little shadows. Song, yeah. <laughs> and I, I could always see the you know his eyes were so white, yes. and then the silhouettes of the of the bad guys like yeah. they're breaking into that place. You turn, you see their eyes. Um, that was always that always stood out on my grandma's TV. But the rest of it, I was like, wait, what's going is on? That Mr. Freeze? What? I don't know who that is. So, um, Animaniacs. That actually that whole like little block of like Warner Brothers, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid. Like all three of those were kind of back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, Pinky and the Brain was actually a short within Animaniacs. Yeah, I remember wasn't that. It? Yeah. Um, there were several uh, d- different shorts in the yes. Animaniacs, but I don't remember a lot of them except um, for Pinky and the Brain. There were some more, but I don't think there were. What popular. were the names of the three little, the three little characters? The Warner Animaniacs. The, the Warners. Ones? Yeah. Uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. That's it. Um, 
And actually, if you go on to one of my favorite YouTube channels to watch, is uh, it's called uh, Twisted Tunes. Mm. And they get all these old voice actors from like the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, like Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. They got them together and they read Empire Strikes Back. It's a script read. It's kind of like the time that they got Winnie the Pooh to read Darth Vader lines. Yes. Yeah. This was the, that was a clip from Twisted Tunes. Yeah. That's that a you great saw. Idea. And they get like Jim Cummings and Nolan North and Troy Baker and all these people. And they'll just put out a movie script like Tombstone or Jurassic Park or any of those. And they'll say, okay, we're going to do scene one. And you're going to play this character, this character, this character. But you're doing Winnie the Pooh. You're doing Wacko. You're doing Brain. You know, and... So they just go through this, and I'm just like, that really hits you just, if you'll close your eyes. Cause, and that's what I love about voice actors, is anybody could play anybody. Like, I don't look like Superman, but I could voice Superman. Mm-hmm. Or Batman, or anything like that. And Kevin Conroy certainly doesn't look like Batman. No, he certainly doesn't look <laughs> so. like Batman. Um, but then they'll just, if you just close your eyes and watch that Twisted Tunes, and hearing like, Yakko talk like uh, Palpatine... From Star Wars, you know, and Pooh Bear going, oh, General, you know, uh, it brings more 90s nostalgia back, Mm -hmm. uh, like crazy. Um, Other than that, though, I'm pretty sure the first thing I rushed home to see was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was 3.30 every day. Was it really? In Morristown, it was was 3.30 every day, so it was like... I was like the bell would ring at three, and I'd be like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." See, I had I had quite a a, a journey home from school every day, uh, usually, but um, I remember throwing a fit if I didn't get in front of the TV in time to see Power Rangers oh, yeah. every day. That was my first major obsession, I would say, in the nerd. nerd and fun arena. fact, uh, she was my first. Crush. Kimberly? Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, was my first I loved, crush. You as a know, kid. you'll never guess who my first love was. Uh, 90s? Mm hmm. <laughs> Cartoon or real life? <laughs> real life. <laughs> um, I don't know who. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Ah, the original Sabrina. Melissa Joan Hart, She's every Friday night. She's married to Joey now. Uh, are they really married in real yeah. life? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Those those were three brothers that had a show in the 90s, too. Brotherly Love. I remember that. Um, Joe, Andy, and Matthew mm. Lawrence? Yes. And yes. one of them was on Boy Meets World for a long time. Yes. Matthew Lawrence was on Boy That's Meets right. World. Yeah. Uh, they, Joey was a mechanic with his mom, and I, I didn't write that. That just hit me. Like, I didn't even write that in my notes. Like, I remember that show now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... Um, I remember like on Friday nights they had this thing on ABC called TGI. Thank God it's Friday. Yes, and that had like Family Matters, mm-hmm. so like Steve Urkel, happened to you? Uh, Boy Meets World. I think was on there. Uh, Sabrina, and you could always an- another great thing about '90s was Home Improvement. Tim Allen. <laughs> um, I used to love that show. All the Tool Time stuff. Yeah, man. We had Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nineties. Um, you know, technically, was it Full House was eighty nine? Was it take place? I remember started, watching Full House but growing Full House up. Went to yeah. like ninety five, ninety six. It was never one of my favorites, really. Um, the best part on it to me was uh, Uncle Joey. 
I liked Uncle Joey too. He was funny. Yeah. Dave Coulier was hilarious. Yeah. He was the me out of the, out of I, the family. So. But I liked Steve Urkel the best. Oh my god! Did I do that? He was m- one of my. Then favorites. there was those episodes where he would drink the potion and turn into Stefan. Stefan. He had baby. well, he had a, like a machine that he yeah. would stand in. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually finally got split into two. I don't remember that. At one that, point, really? they got split into two. Oh wow! Yeah, and they were both uh, vying for who was Laura? Laura. 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 Hey. <laughs> um. Of course, you know I, you didn't really follow this uh, next show like I did. Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. You didn't follow it as much as I did. No, not really. Um, Dragon Ball Z did not hit America until like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. Uh, but it was huge in Japan. Because um, obviously that's where it was created. So uh, after Dragon Ball Z, I would say my other memories are what came on after Dragon Ball Z was a show called Reboot. I remember that. It was pretty cool. CG. Yeah, it was CG. It Very was really uh, kind of the birthplace of CG. It was uh, way ahead of its time, yeah. I would say. Um, and I always just loved this premise that they'd just be going about their day and a GameCube would drop. And they had to play the game. I seem to remember hearing about them rebooting Reboot at some point. It's in the works, but it's in the very slow works. Yeah. Very slow works. I don't like, feel like there's much of a demand for a reboot of Reboot, there's not. though. You know? I mean, I think there's there's a, a farsity in rebooting a show called Reboot in yeah. general. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, and, of course, uh, Gargoyles. Yeah, that show? I do, I do. Uh, the Keenan Peel are wanting to turn it into a live action movie. Oh, okay. I think he'd be great because I mean they did get he did get out. Yeah. Um, and what was the one he recently did? Us. Us. Yeah. It was creepy. I didn't see. And it. he's redoing the Twilight Zone. I did. I did see Get Out though. Get Out was good. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. And worrisome. But yeah, yeah. and of course. Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Uh, all that. Um, oh, man. Nickelodeon uh, lineup, too. Like Keenan and Kel and all that. Who loves Orange Soda? Kel loves Orange Kel Soda. Loves, Kel loves Orange Soda. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> ah, here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> he would get, like... Remember they had the opening where they were like in, on a stage in yeah. front of a like a curtain or yeah. something. They'd have a thing at the end too, and Keenan or no Kel would. Which one was it? One of them would Kenan give the would say, uh, "Kel, meet me at my house, and I need I need this, this, and this a soldering iron, uh, three bags of flour, and and a horse and a horse." And he'd walk I, away. Where am I gonna get a where horse? Am I gonna get a horse. Why do why we do need we that need much that? flour? Ah, oh, here you go. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, Nickelodeon had a heck of a lineup. We had, we've already mentioned Rocco's Modern yes. Life. We <laughs> we had um, Cat Dog. Remember Cat Dog? It was strange. Because Cat Dog, there was a, was it Cat Dog that had the short cow and chicken? Or was Cat Dog and cow and chicken separate? Cause cow uh, and chicken was weird. I don't know. I can't remember. There was also Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Weird. Very weird show. <laughs> like disturbing weird sometimes. Because it's like earlier you talked about it showed nasty things. Like, yeah, it was kind of gross. on a pimple. Yeah. And they'd zoom in on like Ren's pimple and it'd be all 
disgusting and it'd have like a nuclear factory <laughs> probably, coming out uh, of it. And <laughs> it'd probably be oozy yes. and like steam coming yes. off of it. It's just yeah. nasty. <clears throat> just weird. And sometimes, you know, if you weren't careful, you'd have a moist band aid. <clears throat> Oh, oh, God. I knew I would find a way to sneak that in again oh someday. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but that is something you would have seen on a 90s Nickelodeon cartoon, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Don't oh, lie. That's there. awful. Uh, it's true. <laughs> um, God, you threw me off there. Uh, uh, I, need a, I need water. <laughs> um... But we also had, like, you know, in that Nickelodeon lineup, there was, uh, ah, Real Monsters. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you remember the the thing on Friday nights? It was, like, uh, there was a lineup of, like, The Secret Life of Alex Mack, and you remember Kablam? Kablam! And it had all the different little toys shorts. And the, shorts with toys. The Melting Man, yes. and, and uh, Naked Man. Of course I do. Stuff like that. Yeah. I loved The I, Secret Life of Alex Mack. I did, too. She was also an early crush. I was like, oh, this Yeah, I loved her. You know, she was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, she well. was. She was the younger sister. Yeah. She was uh, Bianca. Bianca. Bianca and Katarina. Because you know that's based on Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah, Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could probably do an entire episode on shows alone. Um, those Don't are tempt some- me. <laughs> We'll come back with nerding in the nineties too, by God. You know what? I I I pride myself on this, okay? Okay. As a nineties kid, I had seen every episode of Rugrats. Doug. Hey Arnold. And there's probably a couple more that I'd seen every episode of. But like I would just every night, eight o'clock, they they would do one hour or seven yeah. o'clock, one hour of Rugrats, and I watched it without fail every Ta-da. single night. And Doug would come on before that, I think. I love Doug. Hey, Park Chop. Hey, Park Chop. You know that. Uh, what are you doing, funny? You remember uh, that Patty Mayonnaise? Patty Friend Mayonnaise, zone. she, the actress who did her voice, she's from Johnson City, just up the road from us here. And I did not know that. She went on to be on The Orange is New Black. She was Yoga Jones. That's Patty Mayonnaise, man. Oh, my gosh. And I if can you hear it. If you go back and watch, you can't unhear it now. Yeah, oh my God! That's Patty, and you're welcome to anybody else who just learned that. Someone, uh, there were probably minds blown all People across. People had to pull over if they're driving. Oh, like, yeah, podcast waves are like whoa. The doctor strikes again. He just yeah. gave g- gave me a shot of nerdledge right to the oh. right to the thigh. Right to the thigh. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't unhear it. <laughs> I can't unhear it now. Um, but yeah, we could talk about shows. I mean, some people are like really excited about the news I just gave them, and some people could be falling asleep because Madison's here is our uh, audience today, and she's passed out. We put her to sleep, hmm. so I hope that we're not that boring to everybody else. She's never really claimed to be a nerd, so she has so much to learn. She's got to wake up and take notes. Hmm. We'll fill her in later. Yeah. I guess we record for a reason. All right, should we move on? <laughs> uh, so, uh, also, the nineties was the best time for wrestling. One hundred percent. There's no argument. If anyone wants to argue, 
they'll get the smacketh down. Mm-hmm. They'll get a mud stomping. They'll mm-hmm. get a rock bottom, a sweet chin music, a pedigree. Because the 90s wars, the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. made the 90s the greatest generation of wrestling ever. Whether you are a fan of wrestling or not, you probably remember, like if you're our age, you remember going to school and people had their NWO shirts or the DX shirts or their Stone Cold shirts. Stone Cold was the biggest at, during that time. Yeah, 316, Austin um, 316. Everybody had the Stone Cold. Like the There's the one where he was in the corner with his arms up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like his arms kind of turned into like snakes, the rattlesnakes. Because he was the rattlesnake. Yeah. And I had every uh, NWO Wolfpack shirt that they made. The red and black Wolfpack. Yeah. Because I was a big Sting fan. Sting mm-hmm. was my hero. So every single thing they did with Red Sting or the Wolfpack or NWO, I had it. I was a WCW kid. Uh, one of the very few people to join the NWO during that era was Sting. Mm-hmm. And DDP also never joined. Um, mm-hmm. uh, DDP had that time where he faked everybody out. Like he put on the NWO shirt. Yeah. Like he was going to join Scott yeah. Hall and Kevin Nash. And he and dropped him into the cutter. And then he piled up. He was a Bang. true hero. Yes, he was. I remember um, the Goldberg streak. Mm-hmm. You know and how they screwed him over and mm-hmm. broke it and cheated, and fans all over the world were distraught. When Scott Hall uh, shocked him with a cattle prod. Yes, when Hogan went heel. That was big. Formed the NWO. That so, was like, like I said it in the wrestling podcast that I had to do when you were sick. Mm-hmm. That's literally like when Captain America said Hell Hydra. That's... Um, you know, I would say like if you're a wrestling fan today and you weren't back then, Hulk Hogan turning to a bad guy would be the equivalent of John Cena turning into a bad guy today, except probably it was bigger at the it time. It was bigger at the time. Because Cena's kind of on his way out anyway. Yeah. He's not really around much anymore. But if he were still like the number one, you know, there selling night, merchandise, night yeah. the hero, and he turned to a bad guy, everybody would know about it. And that's kind of like what happened with Hulk Hogan. You go back and look at the footage and like people, people threw stuff. garbage. The ring was full of... Well, because also at that time there was no kayfabe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was. There was not K-fabe. as widespread. The internet not wasn't as, as yeah, big of a deal. The internet the was not as big of a deal. So a good guy turning bad was a real thing to us mm-hmm. because there was no on Twitter the next night him tweeting a joke. Yeah. You know, there was no total divas uh, seeing behind the scenes. Uh, they're actually nice people. Yeah. You know, that truly was like, oh, my God, our hero has betrayed us. Mm-hmm. Um, and being kids in the 90s, you know, that was what you talked about. Was, oh my God. Every Hulk day. Hulk Hogan went bad. You know, now he's doing this. They just destroyed, yeah. you know, Sting. They just destroyed, you know. Ric Flair's joined them now, you know. I mean, Hogan and Ric Flair are not supposed to be partners in anything. So I started out as a WCW kid. Yeah. That's, that's what I got into first. Um, but eventually, it didn't take long for me to figure out, you know, all the, you know, a little bit more raunchy stuff is on the WWF. Uh, so I'm going to switch over there when mom's not the in the room. <laughs> and, you know, because they had, like, the pretty ladies walk out yeah, in the bikini in the questionable clothing. And uh, they had bra and panty matches. Mm-hmm. And they had Stone Cold with beer trucks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. DX. So, and DX and all the hygiene words for you. And so I, you know, I was the kid that switched back and forth. You, oh, yeah. There used to be a button on our remote called Recall. Yeah. So it would go straight back to the channel <laughs> you're on. So I would hit that at commercials and back just and switch forth, back, back and, and forth, forth and back and forth. 
And the crazy thing about the Monday Night Wars is what shot WCW in the foot because WCW was winning mm-hmm. the wars. Eighty three weeks they were eighty three weeks they won the ratings, and out of his arrogance, Bischoff spoiled the ending because at that time WWF was having to record their mm-hmm. show for yeah. that moment. Bischoff, he means Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff was basically the president of WCW. Uh, he worked for Ted Turner in the 90s. And so he went uh, and got the you know, the results of the WWF, ma- WWF matches. And he would have his announcers tell everybody the outcome so they wouldn't feel like they had to watch their show. They would stay on, on WCW. But when they made the announcement that Mick Foley uh, won the, Mankind, the heavyweight like, championship. Oh, yeah, Mick Foley's going to win their, their title or whatever. Everybody loved McFoley, so everybody wanted to see it. So everybody, so everybody switched over their and channels. saw it. Yeah, and that really started the decline because then when they turned their channels, they were introduced to not just Mankind but DX, what's, Stone Cold, what's, The Rock. What's one big wrestling moment from the nineties that you remember seeing, like as it happened on TV? As it happened, like you remember that moment. Uh, the attack on when NWO attacked, there was an outdoor match. They were at Disney. They were at Disney. And uh, uh, Kevin Nash. Jimmy comes flying in going, they're here! They're Jimmy, here! Jimmy Hart? Yeah, Jimmy Hart. The NWO That's here. when Kevin Nash picked up Rey Mysterio and, and threw him into an that. wheeler trailer. Yeah, like he was a like, lawn dart. Yeah. Just wham! And like it was just this this battle, this like end of Game of Thrones like people fighting throughout uh, Disney so people in the surrounding area you know because people still thought a lot of that stuff was real mm-hmm. uh, and this is a big brawl going on people called the police because they you know saw this fighting going on they weren't sure what was, what was happening and the cops yeah. came because they didn't know you know until they got there oh it's wrestling it's oh, a it's, show yeah, it's a it's show. A work so uh, the thing I remember seeing live was do you remember the finger poke of doom Oh, the that screw, yeah. When uh, Hulk Hogan kind of poked Kevin Nash and he just fell on the mat and he pinned him and then all the good guys joined the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I was devastated, man, because I was such a big fan of the Wolfpack and Kevin mm-hmm. Nash and, and all them. I remember that night after it was over, I went to my room and I got all of my Wolfpack shirts that I've already talked about. And I set them out, out of my room on the on the doorknob and I'll tell my get mom, him out of here getting rid of these I don't I, I shan't be needing them I, anymore <laughs> I don't want these anymore Kevin Nash betrayed me <laughs> alright so uh, on to video games yeah um, this was a big time for Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. um, PlayStation 1 was Super Nintendo Sega uh, Genesis One, poor Sega Genesis do you remember the Game Gear yeah, I do. The big blue big honking. honking thing. Yeah. I remember like we were allowed to bring stuff to school and my friend had a game gear with the Power Rangers game on it. Uh-huh. And so like if I finished all my work, I was allowed to play with stuff. Yeah. So I would ask to borrow my friend's game gear and they would let me play it in class with the volume down. Wow. This is a long time. This is like first grade. Yeah. So like that cute little picture you put up of me for the little promo and uh-huh. in my vol shirt. Yeah. Uh, that was probably around the same time that I'd have been playing that Power Rangers game, on game, game Gear game. Gear game. Um, I, I did not have a Game Gear. I had the big hunkin' gray brick Game Boy. I remember that too. With the uh, red and blue Pokemon. 
uh, games. The original? Are you talking about the original uh, Game Boy? Yeah, the big the gray, gray one brick that had no color. Yeah, no yeah. color. Uh, I I loved it. Uh, you had the original red and blue version of game of Pokemon before it just got too big of a universe to even worry about. Like nowadays, I just remember playing Mario on that. Yeah, there and was a there Mario was an old, Donkey Kong game. Yeah, and there was an old uh, like a Batman game of some sort that uh-huh. I remember playing uh-huh. on that too. Uh, it was based off of the first Tim Burton Batman. I guess was what so. that game was based off of. Yeah, uh, the '89 Batman. I guess so. Uh, actually, no, sorry, the Returns with the circus. Oh, with and like Penguin, Penguin, and Catwoman. And Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the uh, the big games that came out of the '90s. Uh, you would have to be crazy to, to think that Ocarina of Time and GoldenEye were not two of the biggest games played all around the, the world yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Mario, whether it was Mario 64, Mario Kart, uh, Super Smash Brothers, um, so Mario, Mario was world. king. Mario was king. Always. Um, you know, you know did you did you have a Nintendo 64 as a kid? I did. Did you play Mario 64? Of course. That was the reason I wanted the Nintendo 64. Um, that was such a fun game. I remember the day I beat it. I was so excited. I couldn't believe that I'd done it because I thought that Bowser was so challenging. You remember? You had to grab him by grab the tail. By the tail and you had to throw him, him into the bombs. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things in Mario is that, like, I would just... That was the first game that I remember there being, like, such a big, massive, open-type world. world. Like, running around outside in the grass before you go in the castle, mm-hmm. in the castle... There are all kinds Pictures of tricks that you jump into. Do you remember um, there before you had enough stars? There was a door you could go up. There was the a hallway. staircase. The staircase never, never ended. ended. You just kept going, and going, and going, and going, and going. You had to have twenty stars. Yeah, because you had to have five stars to go down the hallway where where towards Bowser's picture or Peach's picture. Yeah, and then this the floor dropped out from under you. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah. There was one room, it was in the upstairs part, there was a big mirror, and part of the, one of the levels was in a mirror, but you could stand and look in the mirror, and you had the little camera guy in the cloud behind you, he was following you around. Yeah. One of my other favorite things was, like, in the the hot levels with their lava, Uh and you could, like, touch the lava, and he would... (laughs) You remember that? Yeah, yeah, he'd grab his butt and be like... Yeah. Wah, wah, so much uh, fun. Anything Mario, man. I mean, Mario Kart, Super Smash. I loved the first time Super Smash came for Nintendo 64, and the commercial was all of them running in a field like Mario, Pikachu, Zelda, Star oh, Fox. so happy and, together. together. Yes. And then they just start fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, I remember like, that. What the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was never any good at it, though, until later uh, in life. The biggest memory I have of the Mortal Kombat games was every time you uppercut somebody a little guy would pop out and go whoopsie <laughs> I don't remember that uh, Donkey Kong uh-huh. was huge Street Fighter Street Fighter I was better at Street Fighter than Mortal Kombat because I always picked the guy that had the stretchy legs that did the kick yeah the Indian uh, yeah. I can't remember what his name was but yeah he did the pop 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 kick because you just from keep people away yeah I would just spam people with you the kick you people and that I hated well I didn't have like I didn't have brothers or sisters or anybody my own age to play with, so when I got to actually play with someone and they knew how to play competitively and I didn't, I just had to survive, you know? Um, speaking of, of, you know, I had an older brother, Christopher, mm-hmm. and he had a PlayStation 1. And I think I told you this off-air the other day. Uh, 
Last week you asked me what it was like to be in that stadium when uh, Georgia State beat us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told you, um, you know, when I was like 10, 11 years old, back in the 90s, and my older brother was playing NCAA football on the PlayStation 1, he'd always try to include me, but I was terrible. Like, I didn't know what button to push, I didn't know which way to run, I didn't know how to tackle. That's how we looked. We looked like 90s Tyler trying to play NCAA football with his older brother, not knowing what he was doing. Yeah. Like, we looked like I was controlling them at the age of nine. So, and that that always sticks out to me. And so I was like, he tried to get me to play football games with him, and I sucked. But he'd never, you know, flip the coin over and say, now I'd like to try to beat Tyler at Mortal Kombat. But he couldn't. So. You had it all figured out, huh? I did. I had it all figured out. Um, it was a great time for video games, too. I mean, we had great systems. We got to live through like the Super Nintendo, place uh, Nintendo sixty four and PlayStation eras. Those mm-hmm. were the first systems that I had. Yeah, um, those first three systems, you know, launched what we have now. Do you remember the old demo disc that you could get for the PlayStation? Like Twelve games on it. It would, yeah, you could play. I mean, it was there was a Spyro on it. Bandicoot, um, medieval, Bandicoot. medieval was the one with the skeleton, right? Yeah, um, Earthworm Jim game. They're bringing, they're gonna redo medieval, like they're gonna re-release it on PS4, remaster and everything. And I was actually just playing that like three or four weeks ago with Jack and David, just for the heck of it. Yeah, David has this weird like little port thing that has dozens of PlayStation games. Like it had the old WCW Nitro, it had yes. SmackDown Two. It had there was like a Simpsons boxing game on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool borders, uh, all the uh, the first three Tomb Raider games, stuff like that. Medieval was on there, and I was like, guys, we have to play Medieval because I had the demo as a kid on the yeah. demo disc. It had, had uh, the same one as Metal Gear Solid. Oh, the first one. Yeah, it was a tough game. Yes, being a kid playing the first Metal yes. Gear. Yes. It was a very tough game. I always got so stressed when I would hide in the boxes and stuff because I just felt like they were going to see me. <laughs> um, so, we had tons of games. Um, moving on. Movies. Oh, Film. Boy. Cinema. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The live action movies. Um, the uh, first Power Rangers movie. Yes, with Ivan Ooze. Mm-hmm. Teenagers. Um... Who played that was uh That was the Grandpa guy. Monster. No. Maybe yeah. in the remake thing they did. The Avenues. Um he was the guy from Indiana Jones, one of the guys that got his face melted off. Played Avenues? Yes. Uh he was Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, uh one of the German guys. Uh no, he was he was English, but he was working with them. Uh. Um but he was one of the dudes that got his face melted. Um and Avenues was a great villain. Yes. So I that was one of my there was like a handful of, of cassette tapes that I had that if I was home from school or if it was summer, you know, weekend mm-hmm. or whatever, I had like a little stack of movies that I would just watch over and over and over again. And one of them was the Power Rangers movie. Another one was Muppet Treasure Island. Did you do Tim that? Tim Curry. One? Yes, sir. Please, he was uh, Long John Long Silver. John Silver. Oh, yes, and uh, also Space Jam was one that I watched over and over. I saw that one in the theaters, but I never was like a big, like, 
Well, fun story. Uh, I actually got to watch Michael Jordan play baseball. Oh, as a really? kid. Uh, probably his farm team before he tried to go to the majors was uh, came to Knoxville to play, and he sucked. Yeah, I was gonna say he was terrible. the The movie did not hold back. They were they were right. He sucked at playing I think baseball. he knew that though. Yeah. Um, oh, you have Rockadoodle listed on here. Yeah, for you sure. Remember that? For sure. Rockadoodle Sunday. Yes. Um, um, how about the, Disney original movies? They had one a month. Yeah. Uh, Smart House. That was probably early 2000s, more than 90s, yeah. but, you know, still childhood. Yeah. But um, I looked forward to those every month. Me and Logan, if ever we were playing Fortnite, for some reason we always quote Rockadoodle. He always quotes uh, Duke and uh, Uncle Dookie. Uncle Dookie. I don't think I remember Uncle well Dookie. enough to quote it. <laughs> what about Five Goes West? I didn't watch that one. That I one loved is... Five Goes West. Um... I did also Toy Story was one of my repeats. Mm-hmm. I probably to this day know almost every word to Toy Story. The first one I learned. Yeah. You um, are a sad strange little, little man. You are a, a toy. You're a child's plaything. You are an action figure. Um and with that, with VHSs, with movies, one thing we cannot forget with the nineties was Blockbuster. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Blockbuster. Blockbuster, Surge. Um, Surge. Domino's. There, sometimes and, you can still get Surge, man. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of cases that I ordered on Amazon a while back. Um, uh, a Friday night for me in the 90s was a Surge, 3D Doritos, um, and a movie I'd rent for Blockbuster. That ooh, was a 90s Friday yeah. night for me. I watched ECW wrestling on Friday nights, though. So. The ECW. Yeah, the original. The original thing. Extreme Championship wrestling. Yeah, I was one of those guys. Um, just, uh, do you remember, did you ever remember an animated movie, The Princess and the Goblin? No. I had it on VHS. It was one. And The Page Master, too, mm-hmm. was one I watched like crazy. I could yes. don't, I can't anymore, but I could almost quote it like constantly. I'd just sit there and. Say the lines with. I've only seen Page Master. I loved times, I Page Master because it was after Home Alone. Macaulay mm-hmm. Culkin was already. I remember it. Huge. Did you? I don't know what what elementary school was like for you, but I remember in kindergarten. You know, we were still babies, so every Friday, if our class had had a good week, we could watch a movie at the end of the day every oh, yeah. Friday. And so it was always some Disney movie mm-hmm. or whatever was big, like uh, Page Master, mm-hmm. and probably like James and the Giant Peach and stuff well, like that. I think Disney, the 90s alone in Disney were better. Oh, yeah. Lion I mean, King, Aladdin. Um, Tarzan mm-hmm. was 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, was Treasure Planet in the 90s? That was a Disney thing. It was like the, the, the sci fi Treasure Planet. Yeah. I want to say it was early 2000s. Might have been. I can't um, my favorite underrated Disney movie, it's not a 90s movie, it's actually like 87, I think, it was The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. But I watched it religiously in the 90s. Do you remember the old, uh, like, certain Nickelodeon movies, The Case Would Be Orange? Yeah, I'd have, I had a Harriet the Spy uh, orange tape. Uh, Flubber was was a green was, tape. Was a green tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Rugrats in Paris orange tape. Oh, I remember that. Um, the Wild Thornberries movie orange tape. I Harriet have. Spy was fantastic. I have. You, that, do you remember that like had Rosie O'Donnell in it? You remember yes, that? Yes, exactly. I loved that movie. 
Do you remember, like, probably the first episode of the podcast we did, you asked the question about, like, do you have a, a relic from your childhood or something yeah. like that? And I couldn't really think of anything big, but I'm looking right now. On this bottom shelf in the back, there's this gold box. It looks like Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah. So that was the first set of the original trilogy of Star Wars that I ever had. I got that for Christmas. For oh, on life. VHS? Yeah. That uh, was like, I was probably seven Christmas when I was like seven or eight maybe. Um, and this was when the special editions had just come out. That's awesome. And that was the first set that I owned right there. And I'll never part with that. Oh, so, no, no, no. No, just you while we're, while we're speaking of VHS and stuff. Yeah. Our, and I wore those things out, probably. Yeah. So. Um, do you remember uh, The Witches? Angelica Houston was in Yes. It. Creepy. Scary. Do you remember uh, Wild Wild West, Will Smith? Absolutely. And Cal- and uh, Kevin Kline? Mm-hmm. And uh, it had... I, that is where I think... That and the movie Tombstone was where I kind of fell in love with the southern... The Georgia southern accent. Because yeah. the bad guy in Wild West had this ridiculous southern accent. That was uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. It was. It was. And, like, I did not find that out until Chamber of Secrets came out. And I was mm-hmm. looking on IMDb and stuff. Yep. I was like, no. Yeah. I that same moment. bad guy and did this a ridiculous, like, yeah. foghorn leghorn accent. <laughs> I had the same uh, moment because I, like, I looked him up, oh too. Oh, my God. What an, what an immersive actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you said he was Shakespearean trained and he's just brilliant mm-hmm. fantastic. So, yeah. um, I mean, again, even in the 90s, tons of movies we could talk about till till the sun comes up. But you've got to teach and I've got to work, sadly, you know. So uh, And the show must go on. The show must go on. Uh, but the last one I would, I would end with was Jurassic Park. Oh, how could we? How could, could we, we forget that Jurassic Park? I the, have... the shaking water, uh, Jeff Goldblum's weird delivery. <laughs> Which Batman movie was the first one that got you, like... Really into it was it the first one? Um, the sadly, I did not see the Jack Nicholson one until I had seen Returns, because mm-hmm. Returns came out in ninety one, I think, because the original Batman was eighty nine, the year yes. I was born, and you're we were both born, and the first one I remember watching was the one with the penguin and uh, walking with Shrek and Catwoman was Michelle Pfeiffer. So but then, mom went back, yeah, and got the Joker. I, I remember I saw a little bit of Batman uh, Returns with uh-huh. Penguin and everything, but I was so scared of Penguin, and I was so young, now, so Davido I couldn't finish was terrifying it. Terrifying as the Penguin, but I got the uh, Batman Forever with you know Riddler, Riddler and all that. I got that as a gift one time, and that was another one that I did on repeat. Yeah, was Batman Forever yeah. the Val Kilmer one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I have fond memories of it, but now it doesn't really hold it up the same. Hold <laughs> it does not hold up. Moving on to 90s music. Oh, boy. The boy band era. The the the, the time of mbop. Okay, I'm going to ask you this right now. Were you an NSYNC guy or were you a Backstreet Boys guy? As much as one like us would have been at that time. Let's put <laughs> it that way. We weren't like putting posters up in our rooms or anything no, like that. No, but, but at the time... I've never actually been cornered and asked. I can't this. believe you have to think this hard. Well, I mean, I've never been asked this. Like I have went my entire you life. You should know, man. 
Without having to think. It is NSYNC. Okay, that is, the, that is the correct answer. When I was in fifth grade, I went to see NSYNC live in Knoxville. And during Never Neverland, JT was above me. Right. Wow. Above me. And it was it was life-changing. <laughs> JT is a man. The man. Um, a, a quintuple threat. Mm-hmm. A six-triple threat. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think JT can do anything. Hector threat. Octa threat. Infinity just, threat. Yeah. He can do whatever the heck he... he he's one of those people you're just like, mm, he picks it up and he, he does has, it well. He has the Midas touch. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't hate Backstreet Boys. I just... I didn't either. I was an NSYNC guy. You know, but NSYNC I, was better. I thought they... Their whole theatricality was better, I felt like. I think there was more story to the music videos yeah, they let out. Backstreet Boys did do one like on Hovercraft or something like that. Larger than life. Yeah. Yeah. That was when they were in space. They had like an animated video too, didn't and they? And they also had... Uh, Backstreet's Back was in the movie Casper because it was done in the mansion, the Casper mansion. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. And then that. they did this scary like breakdown dance of... Yeah, go back and look at the Backstreet's Back video and it's in Casper. The original Casper. The good Casper movie. I'll get right on Christina that. Christina Ricci. Yeah, okay. After I leave... Yeah, it's the first thing I'm going to do. All right, all right, cool, cool Go cool, back cool. and look for Backstreet Boys and Casper. Yeah, 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 cool, cool. Um, grunge mm-hmm. was the was the 90s rock. You had Nirvana. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't... I didn't a, get into I it. I wasn't a Nirvana fan until I was a teenager. I wasn't a Nirvana fan until they died. Because I didn't start Ooh. listening to Nirvana until I heard that the lead singer... Oh like yeah, I, I'm not afraid to admit that. Like when I, you know, the lead singer Kurt Cobain shot himself, I was like, "Who's Kurt Cobain?" And yeah, but I we just, were really young when yeah, that happened. We though. were young, you know. We so were in I didn't. Entry school when it happened. It's not like we were in high school. Yeah, to me, it was no big thing until um, until I was a teenager and yeah. discovered it, and I was like, "Yeah, this guy's um, angry. I like I, it." And, and and was corn was nineties. Mm, late nineties. Early corn was late nineties. Maybe. I can't confirm or deny like, that. Like, seriously, like, I, I know n- grunge was the 90s rock choice and punk also, but I, I didn't listen. I wasn't into any of that stuff then. Yeah. Um, I was listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and um, 90s Country. Like I, Tim I, McGraw, I, yeah, Kenny I did Chesney, that too. Alan Jackson. And I listened to the oldies station, like, you know, the 50s and 60s yeah, music. Yeah, we were 70s. raised on vinyl records at the at our house. Yeah. Like, there'd be times where mom or dad would just put on a, the Eagles or the Beatles on, yeah. on the vinyl record player, and we'd just listen to that. So I was really raised on the likes of Jackson Brown, mm-hmm. and not really raised on what my friends were listening to. Around, around this area, uh, we have 103.5, the radio station, it's the classic, classic rock, rock station. That's what my mom played in the car, so I grew up on that. I've, and classic rock station is now playing Nirvana 90s music. Dude, one day, they played Nickelback. Oh, God. And I was like, what is the world coming to? How? First off, are we that old? Yes. Second off, Nickelback. And it wasn't even like... Good Nickelback. Yeah, it wasn't even like the earlier, yeah. like, not the whiny nonsense. Look at this, folks. Yeah, that <laughs> nonsense. So, anyway. Uh, moving on. So, some things that we uh, kind of stepped over on, just, just a little do you remember. Uh, do you, and I think uh, our buddy Alex 
uh, put a comment on Facebook and said you have to talk about the cartoon Street Sharks. So here it is. We're going to talk about it, but I'm just going to say I had I didn't know much about it. I had all the toys. They were like they were these big Street Shark money banks, and I had them like there was the red shark, the dark blue shark, the gray shark. There was a fourth one. I can never remember the fourth one, but they were all penny piggy banks. And it was a weird cartoon. I was never... It was kind of like they tried to be the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but with sharks. I remember there being shark... Yeah. Things like that. I didn't know that's what they were called. The street sharks. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw yeah. this in the Google machine. Yeah, go go ahead and ask her. Ask her. Street sharks. See if this hits me back. Yeah, okay. I remember this for sure. Did they have it so they had a show? Yeah, it was a cartoon. I think I remember there being a video game of it. I don't remember a video game. There was an arcade game. At Twilight for a long time. Twilight Skating Rink. Hmm. But yeah, I had three of the four um, they were like these big rubber piggy bank toys. Three seasons, 40 episodes. Of Street Sharks. <clears throat> did, you, did you remember the uh, the Nematodes uh, game? Ba- Battletoads. Oh my god! Battletoads, you know? I cannot believe you just said that. Okay, there's this running joke with me and Logan and our old friend Nick. Nick Ivy. Remember him? Yes. He used to ask us constantly. About Battletoads? About Battletoads. And Logan and me had no memory of it, so I'd just be like, you're making that up. I'm like, no, I swear to God, get all fit and ready. Like, I yeah, swear to God, it's a game. They I'm, could, they could like turn their arms into into weapons and stuff. Battle, like I cannot and, believe you said that. Yeah, Battle Toads. You're the was, second person to I've ever heard mention that game's name. <laughs> From 1991, starring three anthropomorphic toads named after skin conditions: rash, zits, and pimple. <laughs> I didn't know that. The series was created to rival the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game series. Wow. Yes, sir. Battletoads. I was actually really good at that game. And there was a cartoon of it that came out uh, later. It's kind of like when they made the Beetleborgs to try to be the Power Rangers. Yeah, and it was terrible. It's awful. Remember they had like the, the weird clown guy that was... He was the, uh, Flabber. The ghost, he was the head of the house. There was also a vampire, a werewolf, and a mummy, I think. I remember it, and I remember I hated it. I was like, you're trying to be Power Rangers, and you suck at it. Um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Those dudes would jump out in the hallway and grab the kids. Did anyone ever win? Probably. I never saw a a game where anyone ever won. Do you remember there being another game show like that on Nickelodeon where, like, they had to climb up a big mountain, and they had to... There was a big track that could run around to do a victory lap. Yes. I'm I'm going to have to look up what it was because um, it's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, it was like a serious thing. It wasn't gimmicky like Legends of the Hidden Temple where they had to go through... You know, like, you know they're making a movie. Yes. Legends of the Hidden that. Temple. They could seriously make that some scary stuff. Hey, apparently, Door of the Explorer was really good. The movie they did on it. Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer. So, uh, I heard it was good. Well, they kind of high school adulted it. You know, it wasn't a kid's movie. It was somewhat serious. So, um, Well, I'm trying to look up the name of that show that I was talking about, but a lot of things just popped up. Is it Global Guts, maybe? Global Guts? Global Guts. Um, 
Nickelodeon All-Star Challenge, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Double Dare. Remember Double Dare? Yeah, figure it out. I loved Summer Sanders. Wild and Crazy Kids. What would you do? What You're on. What would you do? Rocket Power. That was in the 2000s. That was a, show, a cartoon. Rocket Power? Yeah, it was the Woody 2000s Woody. anyway. But I remember that. Yeah. Anyway. There were some very odd themed game shows. And and was your dream as a kid... To be slimed? Yes. Yes! It was always my dream. Yes, bro. I always wanted to be slimed. That's all I wanted. Like... They had the the thing sometimes at the end of certain shows. Like, if you want to be a contestant yes. on this show, I probably sent like fifty of those little letters to, to those PO boxes because I wanted so badly to be slimed. Like, I'll lose happened. on purpose. I just want to get slimed. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I'm just trying. Time. Like, I remember watching Figure It Out. Like, trying to think, do I have any sort of talent that I could use to get by with getting on this show? <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't have any. Popular Nickelodeon show, kid. Yeah, and I didn't have anything. Uh, so, you have talents. Don't well. Once you dare let a Nickelodeon sweepstakes show. When I was seven, I didn't have any, many <laughs> talents except for video games. So, oh man, I wasn't alone in that. Um. So I thought that I did a little research. Um. You know, we like our lists here. Sure. Our charts. I gotta have my charts, Josh. And I thought I'd top ten some different things from nineties. All right, let's do it. Uh, so first off, the top ten shows of the nineties, according to Screen Rant. Number ten, and not all these. I'm not gonna give you every number. All these are from ten to one. Okay. So it's like descending order. Rugrats. Beverly Hills 90210. Mm-hmm. Never watched it. No. The X Files. Boy Meets World. Every, I watched it every, every week. Every episode. Yeah. When Sean's dead. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Seinfeld. Frasier and Friends. I can't believe we didn't talk about Friends. That was one that I remember uh, liking as a kid. I I watched the last episode live like on the phone with my high school girlfriend. We watched it together on the phone. How adorable. Isn't that cute? Totes adorbs. Um, Christopher was more of a Friends fanatic than I was. Like, he has every episode, like the DVD set. It's a great show. It is a good show. I just, I don't know. I mean, I was more of a cartoon guy. I didn't watch a lot of live-action adult shows, like Friends and Seinfeld Mm. and stuff like that. Uh, Top ten cartoons, according to Screen Rant. Darkwing Duck. Oh, wait a minute. You, Rugrats was a cartoon. Yeah, but... And that was on that last list. Yeah, but... Screen Rant needs to... I know, they did Figure a whole, out their lists. Well, no, like, they did a cartoons and a shows. Rugrats made it into the shows, and Rugrats did not make it into the cartoons top ten. Yes, it did. I'm looking at it right now. Where are we at? Number oh, three. yeah, it's number three. Never mind. But... Maybe I should be the notes person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, cartoons according to Screen Rant. Darkwing Duck. I think it should be a little lower, but... Bobby's World. Totally Do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah. I feel like he was kind of a knockoff of Dennis the Menace. He was on his little tricycle. He yeah. did look. Yeah, he was like Dennis yeah. the Menace. Um, Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. Recess. Yeah. The Tick. Mm-hmm. Hey Arnold. Saw every one of them. X-Men Animated. Of course. Rugrats. Animaniacs. And obviously, the number one Batman the Animated Series. I think that's fitting. I think 
I'm a little shocked that Spider-Man's not. Me too. Because I feel like Spider-Man would have been more of a top ten than Recess and The Tick. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but this was Screen Rant's list, so I don't know if they send them an angry trusted. email. Top ten movies according to Screen Rant in the '90s: Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump. That should be way yes, higher up. Exactly. Unforgiven. Do you remember that mm-hmm. Western? Yep. Uh, Gene Hackman, Goodfellas, Silence of the Lamb, Braveheart, Pulp Fiction. Shawshank Redemption, American Beauty, and Schindler's List. I never saw American Beauty. I did. Was it? Um, wasn't it Kevin Spacey? It, yeah, it was. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, he gets shot in the back of the head at the end. And I just remember it really freaked me out for some reason when I saw it. I was like, oh, I don't know. This is really unsettling to me. That's weird. But I've only seen it the one time. Um, there, You've probably seen other movies parodying it like... You ever seen like there's a weird dude with a video camera filming like a paper bag floating through the air and stuff? That was from, from American uh, Beauty. Not, an- not another teen movie. That's yeah, that's from American Beauty. Oh okay. Yeah, this okay. weird creepy kid films like a paper bag, a, something like that, just yeah. floating around. Okay, so they're and, spoofing that. Uh, the girl from Hocus Pocus, that was the little sister. She's in that movie, and she oh has gosh. she does nudity. She stands in her window and exposes herself. You mean Danny? Little Danny? I think it's her. I may be telling tales out of school here, but I'm pretty sure it's the same actress. You may be telling tail spins. Uh (laughs) Um, Comic books. Top 10 comic books of the 90s, according to ComicWatch.com. Jim Lee's Wildcats. Okay. Uh, Ghost Rider, Rise of the Midnight Suns. Preacher. Spawn, Sandman, Master of Dreams, uh, which Kevin Smith is high on Sandman. He loves that series. Um, I've never read them. The New Warriors, Witchblade, Gen 13, Death of Superman, and X-Men 91. So X-Men 91 was after the uncanny X-Men. Gotta be real honest with you. I didn't read comic books in the 90s. I didn't really start reading to high school, so... I read, like, the handful that were given to me because people knew that I liked all that nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't, like, go to the, you know... I didn't go to the comic book store and buy comics. And buy comics. Yeah. You gotta remember, we grew up... If if you and I had grown up in the 80s, we probably would have been comic book kids at that yeah. age. You know? Um, but there was just so many other options, and we started to get the internet, and we had video games. Well, yeah, I mean, the kids we before us didn't have... Goosebumps. Yeah. Kept us busy. Um, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, that yeah. kept us busy in the 90s. But like I said, if we were in the 80s, then we probably would have been arcade-loving comic book kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> top 10 video games according to The Gamer. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Super Mario Kart, Mortal Kombat, Doom, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, NBA Jam, Resident Evil, Myst... Spelled M-Y-S-T. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And GoldenEye. 007's GoldenEye. Those top two, very, very correct. Aptly, aptly put there. Um, I played the heck out of both of those. Played a lot of GoldenEye. I I was Um, never much of a Zelda kid. I feel like GoldenEye really paved the way for 
Halos and Call of Duty. I used to and love Fortnite to do the like cheat that. where you made everybody have really big heads. The DK head. Yeah. It's DK mode. Yeah. Uh, I always did that. My brother would always play his odd job and run under your legs if you were charging after him. Mm-hmm. It's crap. <laughs> he also was the type of person that when we would be playing Super Smash Brothers, if he knew he had one extra life than you, he would always be Kirby. And he'd just suck you up and just walk off the side to win. That's smart, though. It's not smart. It's crap. <laughs> he won, didn't he? he? Sure. Whatever. He won. Uh, so those are some of your top tens of the 90s. Um, some of them I strongly agree with. Some of them I strongly disagree with. Yeah, me too. Um, so I wanted to play a little game with you. Let's do it. I'd like to play a game. Uh, it's called the 90s, This or That. We've got 15 of them here. Number one, Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse? You're not going to believe it, but I'm going to say... At, you mean at the time? Like in the 90s, what would I pick? Um, I don't know. How do you want to do this? you want to do this now, or do you want to do this like a... Well, you're saying 90s, yeah, though. So, yeah, so in the 90s. In the 90s, I was actually a Bugs Bunny Bugs kid Bunny. more than a I was Mickey too. kid. I was too. Um, number two, Donald or Daffy? Um, probably Daffy, I actually. I was actually a Donald kid. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and still to this day, I like Donald better than Mickey. Like, Donald is my Disney character of choice. Mm-hmm. Out of... I don't know if, if you'd call him, like... Because there's Disney characters like Aladdin, Hercules, stuff like that. Then there's, like... I guess you'd call them the House of Mouse characters, the Clubhouse, the Originals, maybe. Yeah. Donald was my is always going to be my choice. Um, number three, Animaniacs or Pinky and the Brain? Pinky and the Brain. Animaniacs for me. Number four, Batman or Superman? Batman. Batman. Five, Pokemon or Digimon? Uh, for me, technically, it's neither one. Uh, but I'm, I remember watching the Pokemon show and yeah. kind of being a little more interested yeah. in it. Um, me too. Uh, number six, Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog? Mario. Mario. Number seven, Duke Nukem or Doom? Doom. I liked Nukem better because of his auto hill to the king, baby. Uh, Doom scared me more than Duke Nukem. Yeah. It was a pop-up in front of you. I just remember my cousins had it on their computer, and if I wasn't home, I still wanted to play video yeah. games, so yeah. <laughs> I played it. Um, number eight, Naruto or Dragon Ball Z? I Neither one. Did you not watch Naruto either? No. I'd say Dragon Ball Z, easily. Number nine, DuckTales or Darkwing Duck? Darkwing Duck. Definitely Darkwing Duck. Number ten, Tailspin or Chip and Dale? Tailspin, I think. I like Tailspin better, too, because it took like the Jungle Book characters and completely changed the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. It was really cool. I didn't hate Chip and Dale. I liked it. Yeah. Did you notice, though, that people are just starting to realize and there's a meme running, running around the internet... That Chip and Dale were based off of Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I.? Um, yes. People are just now starting to go like, oh my gosh, have you noticed this? And I was like, dude, I was a 10-year-old and I knew that. Yeah. I mean, come on. There was a connection there. Do you even 90s, bro? Um, number 11, WCW or WWE? At the the time, I was a WCW kid, but it didn't take me long to get to where I was both. Um, and then predominantly... 
at the time I was still WWF. <laughs> yeah. I was WWF. I didn't hate WCW, but I was, you know, because I had, you know, Taker and Sean. Well, I know the reason that I was a WCW kid was because my aunt in Florida who got me into wrestling, she, you know, used to go to, like, the territories and see it live. And, like, she used to, like, party with Dusty Rhodes and stuff like that. So she would watch WCW because that's where all the territory people went and you could see yeah. them. So, um, Funny sto- th- thing about those is any time, because WCW took place in Georgia. It was a southern Southern-based, yeah. Based territory, and WWF was northern-based. Mm-hmm. So any time that WWF wanted to make fun of WCW, they'd always... WCW. You know, and... Even that, even though I was a WWF guy, I was like, "All right, cut it out. We're not that dumb." Yeah. Um, shut up, Triple H. Um, number twelve, Super Nintendo or N sixty four. Oh man, I loved them both. Um, I'm gonna say Super Nintendo because it was the first system I ever owned. It was the first one I ever owned. But ah, uh, man, sixty four. I'd have to say sixty four because it had GoldenEye and Ocarina of Time. I I, I loved them both. I. Not, not a fair question. It's either or, not are you on the fence. Well, I can't. <laughs> Super Nintendo. All right. Uh, 13. The X-Men animated oh, series. Man. Or the Spider-Man animated series. are you going to do that to me? I love them both so much. Um, Spider-Man. I know you would. And I don't hate that. I was I a was Spider-Man X-Men. kid. Yeah. But I love... I was I, a Wolvie kid. I loved X-Men. Yeah. You can love them. It's just, just it was either or of the 90s. Oh. Uh, number 14, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or the Ninja Turtles? Power Rangers. All day, every day. I, I have trouble with this one because I was raised pretty heavily on the Ninja oh, Turtles Oh, it's either well. or, Tyler. <laughs> uh, I still have to say Power Rangers. Um, 15, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Yeah, I was Nickelodeon. I'd have to say I was Nickelodeon, too. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z was on Cartoon Network, but... I'm definitely a Nickelodeon kid at heart. All right. Uh, so that's that for this and that. So uh, we actually had a little bit of Q&A. You've got mail. To get to. And uh, just a few here. Uh, KW, good old Kiera, asks, Why was Rugrats such a good show then? But if you were to watch it now, it's very weird. Because we've grown up and lost our uh, imaginative minds that we had as children. And we I, now know what they were talking about. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> Like, actually. for instance, what, that Stu was depressed. Stu was... The dad was a depressed man. Now we know what depression is. <laughs> Have you heard that really twisted theory that, like, all the babies were, like, in... Um, uh, Angelica's mind or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that theory. Yeah. That she was lonely. And that, like... Those dumb babies. Yeah. Ooh. It's a twisted... There's some twisted theories about all of our 90s stuff out there. Did you ever see the all-grown-up stuff that they did? I did. I didn't uh, see a single minute of it. You know, I got out of Rugrats when they added another kid. I was like, Dill. Dill. This is not the original gang. Yeah. Quit adding people. They added him because of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's weird now because we know what the things that were supposed to be over our head. Mm-hmm. Like what the mom does as a job. She is a counselor of specific type for married couples. 
Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> and we didn't know what the heck that was back then. Oh, so yeah. now you're like, what? Okay. Well, that's just any show, though. Like, go back and watch Ren and Stimpy. You want to know why some 90s kids oh, are messed up? Because we had some messed up Well, you know, stuff. they, they like, did a whole uh, extra run of Ren and Stimpy that was legitimately adult-themed. Like rated R. Yeah. 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 I remember stumbling onto that one day. It was on like TNN or something, and I was like, "Ren and Stimpy, wow!" Oh, oh my, oh my! This is not the way I remember it. This is not my Ren and Stimpy. They've changed. <laughs> You've changed. Um, great question though. Donna asks, "What is your favorite memory from the '90s?" Hmm. All of it. Most of it. I talked about the NSYNC concert. That was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't put a favorite. I think I'd just like, you know, I was an only child. Um, pretty much my siblings were way, way older than me. So just like having to, you know, getting excited about Power Rangers or a movie or a show or something and then going outside and like using my imagination to play, you know. With sticks and capes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That type of thing. And doing wrestling moves off my mother's couch and getting caught and getting in a lot of trouble and then doing it anyway. But I never broke any bones or broke anything in the house or got hurt doing any of that stuff. Um, But still, don't try this at home. I can't really put a a specific favorite. It was a great time. Uh, Carla asks... This isn't a full-on 90s question, but if you had to make someone play five video games that represent your taste, uh, basically to introduce them to your taste, I guess, what would those five video well, games be? only 90s questions allowed, Carla, so you'll have to try again another time. <laughs> I kid. Such a hill. You go first. Um, okay, so I think I'm going to pick Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Plus, that was the first game I ever owned. Um, Star Fox 64. Super Mario World was the with the cape. Yeah, yes, the, cape, the right? yellow cape. Yeah. Um, Star Fox was great. Star Fox 64. I knew all the different paths you could yeah. take on the map, the different yeah. shortcuts and stuff. Slippy. No. Um, the This is a really, like a newer one. Uh, the Spider-Man on the PS4 game. The newest one? That one. Uh, top notch. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the first one. Oh, yeah. From yeah, yeah. 2006. And Batman Arkham Asylum, I guess, because I had to pick something. I'm okay. sure there's something that would be better, but... Okay. That's all I could come up with. Uh, my five would be Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, uh, Skyrim, Kingdom Hearts, Bioshock, and Halo. Uh, those five are really... There's definitely a big RPG feel to that. And I used to hate those types of games. I used to hate RPGs, probably until... Ocarina of Time was the only RPG. It really wasn't an RPG. It wasn't a role-playing game. It was the first like open-world, open-menu uh, of its type. Uh, but and those are pretty modern. Looking at that list now, those are pretty modern games. Only Ocarina is really the 90s. Uh, but yeah, those are the five that would introduce someone to my taste in video mm-hmm. games. Uh, Michael asks, is there something post-90s that you would put against a 90s classic as just as strong or better? And I may get a lot of hate for what I say. I think you will. So you go first. Well, you're going to have to go first because I can't think of anything. I think that How I Met Your Mother is better than Friends. 
And you okay? So you know I love How I Met Your Mother. I know. Like big time, big love for How I Met Your Mother. I know. Um, but I don't think that I could say that. Yeah. I think I had more. Uh, I reacted stronger to How I Met Your Mother when I saw it because I was an adult, and you know I could. Well, we were living those. Yeah, those years. I could. I could empathize with some of the situations um, that that they went through, and with friends. Not as much. Friends didn't have as much of the drama and the deep stuff as How Much Your Mother. It was more strictly comedy. I mean, it had deep stuff every now and then. Like the Ross and Rachel stuff, of course. But, you know, How Much Your Mother was deep Some stuff. great stuff there. So, Some great life stuff. Um, maybe better in I a different kinda, way. I just kind of fell in love with the characters in How Much Your Mother more. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes watch, especially going back and watching Friends. Sometimes I'm like, God, they just piss me off sometimes with how they act towards each other. Yeah, and that's another big reason I don't get into like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Everybody loves I don't that like show. That one. I don't like it. They're all terrible people. They're terrible human beings. Yeah. I don't find any of it funny. I got like two seasons into yeah, it. And I was like, like they're terrible people this. and not funny at all. Yeah, I can't relate to anything. I didn't relate to them at all. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I just didn't relate to Friends as much. Uh, maybe that's why. Um, How long has it been since you've like watched Friends? If Friends is on TV when I'm scrolling, I'll stop. You haven't like watched through the series though in a long time, oh, right? Oh, it's been a while. Probably. Maybe, maybe you should try that before Netflix takes it away. Was that next year? I think so. So I have about a year. I would do it. Um, I, I rewatched the whole series probably a couple, three years ago or so. Um, and I got through it really quickly. It's like nine or ten seasons, so yeah. um, I blasted through it. I really dislike you right now. Why? You'll do that for Friends, but you won't catch up to Supernatural? Dude, Supernatural <laughs> is not a 20-minute show. It's like a full hour, and there's 73 seasons of it. Fifteen. No. <laughs> and I've tried. I've tried. I just can't. Uh, I've tried. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Oh, I know it hurts That's all right. That's all right. Um, I don't think I have anything. If there's something that I could put up against the 90s, I can't think of it right now. Probably any any MCU movie versus practically any 90s superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Like, this is how you do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, final one is not a question. Our dear friend Stephanie, who is actually the winner of our... Um, uh, July contest. Yay! Um, however, we are not mailing out your package yet until your she purchased a fight like a nerd shirt. Oh, good. So we are going to wait and mail everything to her. She lives in Arkansas now. Um, Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie, she's fantastic. She's very hilarious. Uh, she has a game for us to play. Okay. One has to go. Full house, friends. Fresh Prince or Home Improvement? Full House. You answered that quick. No. I didn't even have to think about it. You're going to say Friends, aren't you? Just... With it goes all the quotes. All the moments. Full House? Think about... No more. You got it, dude. I don't care. Cut it out. I don't care. Friends has... Have that. How you doing? How you doing? 
That's still fun. I don't have to say full house. Thank you. Um, funny, but I just didn't watch it like I watched the other three. Mm-hmm. And I was no way I'm getting rid of Fresh Prince. No. Or Home chance. Improvement. No. Um, but yeah, uh, I seriously think we could sit here all night, man, and discuss the 90s. But like I said, this has already been a massive show. Ruby Q. And uh, we got work in the morning. It's and time to move on. Madison has fallen asleep three or four different times while sitting over here and ignoring our nerd out a uh, little bit here and there. But uh, so I think she's ready for bed. I understand. Um, you look ready for bed. I feel ready for bed. Yeah. Been a big weekend. Big weekend. So next week. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. You tell me. Because you're the professional one who has all the stuff in front of you. Yes, but but you've been looking forward. I'll give you a hint. You've been looking forward to this. <gasps> oh! Yes. Oh! Is you're, it finally time? It's finally okay, time. Okay, so next week, I'm pretty sure, we're going to talk about the boys. Yes. So I've said this every episode for the past month. If you haven't seen the boys, go watch the boys. But only if you are an adult and you are okay with mature content because it is a little bit brutal sometimes. But it's a great show, and I cannot wait for us to have a whole discussion about it I'm very excited. next week. I'm very excited. The boys. Yes, yes. Uh, so next week, the boys really will be back. <laughs> yes. We're going to have to find different ways to do the boys. As ba- the boys are back. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited right. for you to see it. I- I'm very excited. Um and like I told you, uh, I didn't want to start last week, so I'm going to binge it all week this week. Yes. Uh, so it's fresh on my it's mind. only like eight episodes. Yeah. You can do it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Like, if, if I can get through 15 seasons of Supernatural, I can do eight episodes. 73 and a half seasons <laughs> of Supernatural, yeah. All right, man. Well, this has been fantastic. Always great nerding out with you. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget to follow us on everything. And... Uh, we look forward to talking about the boys next week. Yeah, especially me. It's like my favorite thing ever now. I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess I'll see you in a few days. Here. All, right. All right, well, uh, we'll see you then. been listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts tyler mcdaniel and josh davis brought to you by encore theatrical company akiva express creative theater and advertising expressions find us follow us and like us on instagram twitter and facebook visit our website 30 and nerdy podcast.com got something to tell us drop us an email 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com until next time Cheers to you, nerds!